so many people like about Rheingold? Maybe it's our Austrian yeast. Who knows? But we must be doing something right. Today's game is also brought to you by WGY, your sports station for the great Northeast. WGY brings you the full schedule of Mets regular season games live from major league parks throughout the country. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Nelson and Ralph Kainer. Reading you from Shea Stadium was tonight's game between the Mets and the league-leading Pirates. Beautiful night for the ball game. Not a cloud in the sky. It's comfortable here in the stadium. The powwow is breaking up at home plate with Johnny Pesky, Wes Westerl, and the umpires. The starting pitchers in tonight's game, Bob Veal for the Bucks, and Jack Fisher for New York. We'll be back with the start of tonight's game in just one moment. Now, here's the word from Rheingold. I don't know the reason I can't tell you why The more people like Rheingold The beer extra dry But we must be doing something Yes, we must be doing something right Alou will be in center field leading off. Gene Alley playing short. He will hit second. Roberto Clemente in right field batting third. Willie Stargell in left field hitting cleanup. Jose Pagan will be at third batting number five. Don Glendennon playing first base hitting sixth. Bill Mazeroski at second base batting seventh. Jim Pagliaroni behind the plate batting eighth. And on the mound batting ninth with a record of 12 and 7, left-hander Bob Veal. For the New York Mets, Ron Hunt will be at second base in the leadoff spot. Ed Bursue at short, batting second. Cleon Jones in center. Ken Boyer at third, batting cleanup. Jim Hickman in right field, hitting number five. Ron Swoboda in left field, batting six. Jerry Grody behind the plate, hitting seventh. Playing first base and batting eighth, Eddie Cranepool. And on the mound, batting ninth, right-hander Jack Fisher. Jack Crawford umpiring behind home plate. Ed Vargo at first, Doug Harvey at second, 
And Harry Wendelstead will be the umpire at third base. And right now, as the New York Mets take the flying field, Gene Jarvis plays Meet the Mets. A day game tomorrow winds up the three-game series with Pittsburgh and also concludes the very brief homestand. The Mets are in Philadelphia this weekend. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, here at Shea Stadium, the crowd rising, Gene Jarvis of the Thomas Organ, our national anthem. Our national anthem. were set for action here at Jay Stadium. Baseball history recorded this afternoon at Candlestick Park where Willie Mays in the fourth inning connected for a home run number 535 of his magnificent career. Willie now stands alone as the second greatest home run hitter in the history of the game of baseball. He has now hit more home runs than any right-hand batter in the history of the game. The Giants came from behind in that game with St. Louis. They were trailing 3-1 going to the last of the eighth inning. They scored two in the last of the eighth inning to tie the game. They got a run in the last of the ninth inning to defeat St. Louis 4-3. Frank Lindsay was the winner in relief. Marichal had started, McDaniels in the third. Marichal was nicked for three runs by the Cardinals in the first two innings, and then Lindy McDaniel came on. Lindsay in the ninth got the win. Washburn, the Cardinals starter. Joe Horner in the eighth. Nelson Bryles in the eighth, and Bryles was the loser. Final score, the Giants four and the Cardinals three. The rest of the National League action takes place tonight. Right now, Matty Alou, the league's top batter, is up leading off, tries to bunt its foul down the third baseline. Matty Alou batting at 343. Left-hand hitter with great speed. Now the pitch by Jack Fisher is way inside. One ball, one strike. The Mets defensively have Eddie Crane Gould at first, Ron Hunt playing second, Ed Bruce Sue at shortstop, and Ken Boyer at third. 
Ron Sloboda is in left. Leon Jones playing center field, and Jim Hickman is around and right. A change up, a foul ball. Hit back up into the crowd, no play. Good slip pitch by Jack Fisher. Jerry Grody working behind the plate, and Jack Fisher, nine wins and 11 losses, is on the mound. Jack started the year slowly. He lost his first four decisions. But since then, he hung up his first victory on May 14th. He has won nine, lost seven. Now Fisher delivers one and two to Matty Alou. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. He got him with a tantalizing change Now the hitter is Gene Alley, the shortstop. Alley is batting 276. Alley, a right-hand batter. Hits the curve on a line over second into center field for a base hit. He hit a hanging curveball. Nice level swing and just lashed a line drive right up the middle. The number three batter in the order, Roberto Clemente, hitting 328. Tonight at the American League, the Yankees play in Detroit. Kansas City playing a Twinehider in Chicago. In the first game, the A's lead 1-0 after two and a half. Paul Lindblad for the A's and Johnny Buzard pitching for the White Sox. Here's the pitch on the way. A high pop fly to shallow right center. Everybody hustling for it. Jones coming on, makes the catch. Hard run by Cleon Jones. He finally got to it in very shallow right center field. Cleon had to cover a lot of ground to make the catch. Now here's Willie Stargell. What a nemesis he has been. Willie Stargell has 27 home runs this year. He has hit 9 of the 27 against New York. He has 78 runs batted in, and he has 21 of the 78 against the Mets. He has just torn the Mets up all year long. Ron Hunt playing Stargell a couple of steps into the outfield. Now the pitch by Fisher. A drive, well hit. A deep center field, way up. There it goes, a home run. Stargell, 28th of the year, is 10th against the New York Mets. He now has 23 runs batted in against the Mets alone. He hit that one to center field. A climbing line drive that went over the wall, just a little bit to the right of straightaway center field. The Pirates lead 2 to nothing. If ever a hitter had confidence against the ball club, Stargell has it against the New York Mets. Mets got a break. He didn't play last night. Well, they didn't play him because the Mets used the left-hand pitcher. Now the pitch on the way. Ground ball hit down to third by Pagan. Boy, you're up with it. Throws on to first, and the side is out. The Pirates grab the lead on a two-run homer by Willie Stargell. Two runs, two hits, no errors, none left on. And the score in the middle of the first inning, the Pirates two, and the Mets coming to bat. Bob Veal on the mound tonight for Pittsburgh. He has won 12 and lost 7 this year. Six foot six inch, the spectacle left-hander, and a real fireballer. He throws hard. 
Tonight's broadcast comes to you through the courtesy of Rangel Breweries Incorporated, Brown and Williamson Tobacco Corporation, and the Sun Oil Company. Now Ron Hunt will lead off for the New York Mets. Ron batting 289. Deal into his windup. Down comes the pitch. Fastball triggered high. One ball, no strike. Eddie Bursu is on deck, and then Cleon Jones. Now the pitch on the way. On the outside corner, one ball, one strike. The one-one delivery, look out. Way inside, that one sailed all the way to the backstop. Ron just turned his shoulder and it breezed right by. Left-handers duel tomorrow in the Senior Citizens Day game that winds up the brief homestead. Woody Fryman against Rob Gardner of the Mets. Fastball over at the letters, call strike, gets two and two. Pittsburgh taking a 2-0 lead on the 28th home run of the year by Willie Stargell. Stargell now tied for third in the National League in home run. And it's over, strike three call. Eddie Brousseau batting 226. Eddie has 10 home runs and 39 runs batted in. One of his ten home runs, I believe, was off Bob Beal right here at Shea Stadium with the bases loaded. Pirates had a big lead at the time and held on to win the game by one run. Inside and low, it's one ball, no strike. Now the breaking ball, a little bit outside, ball two, two and oh. That grand slam Eddie Brousseau hit off Bob Beal here at Shea was on July 3rd. Pirates held on to win the game by one run, 8-7. to seven. A high fly ball hit to left field. Willie Stargell back one stride is under it waiting. He puts it away, retiring Brousseau. Now two outs and nobody on. And the hitter will be Cleon Jones, the center fielder. Cleon is hitting 279. Well, we have a beautiful night for the ball game. Last night, fog and rain. Tonight, ideal baseball weather. Drive hit the deep center by Cleon. Way back, it may go all the way. There it goes. A home run. He's been the park. Beg your pardon. Hit the top of the fence. He hit the top of the fence. It's a home run for Cleon Jones. You'll confused for a moment because the ball struck the TV platform out beyond the wall and bounced back on the field. A home run by Cleon, and that was really a wallop. His sixth home run of the year. If you know Shea Stadium, that climbing line drive hit by Cleon Jones went over the wall just a little bit to the left of straightaway center field. 
There is a television platform out beyond the fence where they put a camera. It's a strike on the outside corner. We do not use it on our local television coverage, but when the networks are here, they like a center field camera shot, so they have a platform out behind the outfield fence. Way inside to Ken Boyer, one ball, one strike. And that home run hit the television platform and bounced back onto the field. Matty Alou, the center fielder, picked it up and whipped the ball back in, and Cleon was about as startled as everybody else. A swing and a miss and a curve. One ball and two strikes. Now Veal's 1-2 delivery to Boyer. It's it high in the air, a fly ball to left center. Matty Alou just walking in about three steps, makes the catch, and the side is out. For New York, one run, one hit, a home run by Cleon Jones. No errors, none left on. At the end of one inning, it's the Pirates 2, the New York Mets 1. Well, Ralph, tomorrow, the end of the brief homestand, but when the Mets come back to Shea Stadium, we'll have some excitement. Certainly will have, Bob. It'll be the Dodgers in here for a night game on the 29th, Monday night, and a night game on the 30th. Then the Giants for a night game on the 31st, and a day game on the next day, September 1st. Then Philadelphia, they'll play over the weekend, playing a night game Friday night, night game on Saturday, and a single day game on Sunday. So the Mets will take on some more of the first division in their schedule coming up. You can get tickets for all the home games of the Mets at a wide variety of locations. Jay Stadium, open from 8 to 6 on weekdays and 9 to 5 on Saturdays and Sundays. Grand Central Station at the foot of the 42nd Street and Vanderbilt Avenue ramp. Open weekdays from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8.30 to 4. Tickets available at Macy's at the 34th Street and 7th Avenue area on the main floor. And Macy's in the Walt Whitman Shopping Center in Huntington, Long Island, open during the regular store hours. In addition, reservations for box and reserve seats may be made at all Howard Cole stores during regular store hours and also at any branch of the manufacturer's Hanover Trust Company during banking hours. Tickets can be obtained by mail by writing Ticket Manager Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. Box seats are $3.50, reserve seats are $2.50 each. Don't forget to add 25 cents to cover the mailing costs. Now Don Clendenin is up against Jack Fisher, a swing and a miss on a fastball. He threw it right by him. Clendenin is batting 303. He has 18 home runs and 68 runs batted in. It takes a lot of pitching to stop this pirate ball club. It's inside and a high, one ball, one strike. Old saying in baseball that good pitching will stop good hitting. But it has to be real good. The 1-1 delivery. Swing and a miss on a curve. One ball and two strikes. This should be a dramatic finish in the National League pennant race. Seven of the last ten games the Pirates play this year will be against the Giants. The last two weekends of the season, they collide first in Candlestick, then the last weekend of the season in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has ran rough shot over Houston and New York this year. They have a combined record against Houston and New York of 25 and 6. Slow grounder coming in hard as Eddie pursues. He quickly throws in time on a good play. 
One out, nobody on. Pursue, hustling in. Now Bill Mazeroski coming up. Against the first division ball clubs this year, the Pirates have a record of 20 wins and 26 losses. Following tomorrow's game, they have only three games left all year with the Houston Astros, and they'll be all through with the Mets. A swing and a miss by Mazeroski. Pittsburgh 2, New York 1. We're in the top half of the second. Each team has had a home run. Maz takes a fastball just under the knees. One ball, one strike. Now Fisher's 1-1 delivery. A curve hits foul down toward Alex Grammas, the third base coach. One ball and two strikes. On their road trip, which starts Friday night in Philadelphia, the Mets play four games in Philadelphia, four in Chicago, and three in Atlanta. They'll be gone ten days, play 11 games, return here to play the Dodgers Monday night, August 29th. Pitching one and two. A long drive to left field by Mazeroski, back to the wall of Swoboda. He jumps! And did he get it? We'll have to wait and see. It's a home run. Home run for Mazeroski. We had to wait until Wendell set the third base umpire, got out into the outfield far enough. Swoboda jumped as high as he could, landed in a sitting position, and not until Ron got up, was the umpire, Harry Wendelstead, able to tell whether or not he caught it. Because you can actually jump as high as the top of the fence. For Mazeroski, his ninth home run of the year, and the Pirates now have a 3-1 lead. Curve inside. Ralph, I'd like to see a videotape replay on that. That must have been mighty close. Sure couldn't tell from here whether or not he kept the ball in the glove. It just cleared his glove, evidently, and went over the fence. That one from here, and we're looking a long way out, appeared to be just inches from being caught. Rounded into the dugout of the Mets, no play. Valieroni the batter with a count of one and one. Now Fisher checking with Jerry Good. Swings out of his wind up the pitch. It is cut on and fouled back up into the crowd. No play. Now Jack Fisher with a count of one and two on Jim Pagliaroni. And his slider misses the outside corner. The count is even at two and two. Two-two delivery. He's high, and he checks up on it. Three and two. Pittsburgh leading on a two-run homer by Willie Stargell and a bases-empty home run by Bill Mazeroski. The 
Cleveland. That's got a run on a home run by Cleon Jones in the first inning. Ground ball hit down to third. A tough hop. Can't be handled by Ken Boyd. Ball picked up by Eddie Bursu. Officer his caroms off the shins of Ken Boyer. With an error charged to Boyer. Before Ken ever made contact with that boy, you could see he had a mighty tough hop to work with. He was trying to move in and play the offbeat hop. Ball didn't touch his glove, or if it did, just barely touched it. Mostly banged against his shins and carried over towards short. Bob Veal, the pitcher, has had 10 hits and 61 times at bat. And the pitcher's inside as the Mets look for the bunt. Now Fisher off the stretch. Feel around the butt, pops it into the air. Fisher grabs the ball, picks it up, throws to first. Greenpool steps on first, throws to second, a bad throw, and Taglioni goes into second. Now the Mets had the play made, but Greenpool dropped the ball at first base. Had he handled the ball clean at first, he would have had time to throw to pursue. Get Taglioni on a tag play for the double play. Fisher deliberately let the ball drop trying to get the double play. He didn't let it drop. He just stepped back, let it hit the ground, and then picked it up. And Jack had to reach for it a second time. Then Cranepool dropped it. Had to pick it up, step on first base. And by then, he lost his shot. So the idea was good, but the execution was bad. Pagliaroni winds up on second, just exactly where the Pirates had hoped to put him anyhow. And the batter is Matty Alou. Here's the pitch on the way. Low and inside is ball one. We'll have to wait and see how the official score charts the play. I don't believe they can give a sacrifice on that. A swing and a miss on a slow curve, one and one. The Fisher easily could have caught the ball in the air had he desired. But he was going for the double play, and with good execution, the Mets would have had the double play. Official scores still are conferring before making a decision. And a foul ball is back over the screen, out of play. Two men away, Matty Alou, batting 342, left-hand hitter, is up against Jack Fisher. Now the pitch. Another foul ball drifting back over the screen and into the crowd. Sacrifice, no error on the play. Beal is out. Fisher to Cranepool. And Pagliaroni reaches second on the fielder's choice. Now the 1 2 delivery to Matty Alou. A ground ball to shortstop. Rasu will have to hurry the peg. Faith, he beat it out for a base hit. And another leg hit for Matty Alou. Anytime he grounds that ball to shortstop. With your speed, 
And quick getaway from home plate from the left side. He has a good chance to beat it out. The ball was not hit too hard, which was all working in Matty Alou's favor, and he beats it out for an infield hit. Now runners on first and third, and the batter is Gene Alley. Valeroni moving over to third. Gene Alley singled to center field in the first. A quick throw to first, not in time. Now Fisher steps off. Pittsburgh three, New York one. The Pirates batting top of the second. Now a throw to first in the dirt handled by Cranepool. Here's the pitch on the way. Check swing foul ball over the dugout into the field box area and out of play. Boy, the Mets will be happy to have their baseball business over with for the year with the Pittsburgh Barrett. Their four-and-a-half-year history, Pittsburgh has been their most difficult opponent. They've lost more games in Forbes Field than any other National League ballpark. Now the pitch on the way. A grounder down to third, handled by Ken Boyer. The play to second. Fourth play on the side is out. For the Bucks in their half of the second, they score one run. There were two hits. One error, and two men left on. At the end of an inning and a half, the Pirates three and the New York Mets one. Hello there, this is Leon Kelly. That familiar theme introduces Kelly's Corner, a weekday fair that begins at 6.15. Along with fine dinner music and rare stories of the odd, strange, and curious, we have special features. When it comes to racing, we have just about all the bases covered. It begins at 6.15 with Track Talk with Tup, behind-the-scenes views of the trotters, pacers, and the thoroughbreds. Mondays and Thursdays at 7.05, Bill Carpenter covers the stock car racing results from 14 tracks. This is NBC News. At 7, a summary of the news from NBC. This is Morgan Beatty bringing you NBC's News of the World. Kelly's Corner keeps you further informed at 7.30 when Morgan Beatty reports the news with on-the-scenes accounts of events from where it happens. Yes, you'll find it interesting, informative, and entertaining in Kelly's Corner weekdays 6.15 until 8 on WGY Schenectady. Now, before Jim Hickman hits against Bob Veal, we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. 810 on your dial, WGY Schenectady, the smoothest sound around. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast. Bob Murphy with Ralph Kiner and Lindsey Nelson from Shea Stadium. Jim Hickman is batting against Bob Veal, and the curve is a strike on the outside corner. Jim batting 254. Ron Swoboda is the on-deck batter, and then Jerry Grody. A foul fly going down the right field line and out of play. Two 
drag delivery inside the high. Hickman had to get out of the way of it. This year, Bob Veal has started twice against the Mets and won both games. A swing and a miss, he's struggy back. Veal holds the Pirate Club record for strikeouts for the season. He strikes out a lot of hitters. When he shut out the Mets on May 1st, he struck out nine men. He struck out only five when he beat the Mets on July 3rd. On three different occasions this year, Veal has struck out as many as 11 in a game. One ball and no strikes to Ron Swoboda. He struck out 11 in beating the Dodgers. Struck out 11 against the Astros and struck out 11 again against the Dodgers and winning 3-1. to one. A pop-up that is foul but playable for Don Glenn He's under it and makes the catch in foul territory. Good pitch by Veal. He jammed Ryan Swoboda. hit him right off the fist. Now Jerry Grody coming up. hit down the right field line and it is going foul. Foul ball hit down the line by Jerry Grody. Bob Veal has had his troubles of late. His last complete ball game was July 14th. Now Veal into his windup. Down comes the pitch. Bounced foul. No play. Pittsburgh has been a tough ball club for Fisher this year. Jack has lost to the Pirates three times, and all, all three have been hit rather hard. Pittsburgh has been far and away the most difficult club in the league for Jack Fisher this season. And a tie. Pittsburgh in front on Willie Snargill's two-run homer in the first and Mazeroski's home run in the second. The Mets had a home run by Cleon Jones in the first inning. Now it's one ball and two strikes on Jerry Grody. A swing and a miss, he struck him out. So Veal fans, too, in the second inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left on. At the end of two innings, the Pirates, three runs, four hits, and no errors. The New York Mets, one run, one hit, and one error. Well, here at Shea Stadium this evening, it was the night for the Ken Boyer Fan Club, and over 500 were on hand to talk baseball with Ken. Marvelous turnout, and everybody had quite a time. Fan Club has turned out to be a very popular move. There are still more fan club dates to come. September 2nd, Hawk Taylor. September 6th, Chuck Hiller. September 9th, Jack Hamilton. September 27th, Cleon Jones. September 30th, Bob Shaw. And October 1st, Al Luplo. If you'd like information on being a member of the Mets fan club, 
Simply direct your correspondence to Met Fan Club, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. The zip code number is 11368. Or remember, you can pick up the same Met Fan Club information at any of the regular New York Mets ticket outlets. Right here, it's the third inning. The Pirates three and the Mets one, and as Roberto Clemente comes up for the Pirates, coming up for Ryan Gold and Mr. Ralph Kainer. Thank you, Bob, and hi there, everyone. Clemente hit a high pop fly to center field his first time up, so he's 0 for 1 in the ball game, batting at 327. Right-hand batter, he'll lead off. He'll be followed by Willie Stargell and then Jose Pagan. And Jack Fisher with his first pitch. It's over for a strike. Fastball through, strike one. Jack has given up three runs in the ball game, allowed four hits. Two of the hits have been home runs. A two-run home run by Willie Stargell and a solo home run by Bill Mazeroski. Jack has struck out one, walked none. Sidearm curve is it sharply down to third. Off the shin of Ken Boyer rolling away about 10 feet. Hard hit ball that skipped off the shin of Ken Boyer. It's a base hit. Ken got his glove down and partially slowed the ball down. and went on through and then bounced away. And Kometi has his first hit of the ball game. That's number five off Jack Fisher. And the lead batter is at first base with Willie Stargell coming up. Willie with a home run on a curveball over the center field wall his first time up. His 28th this year, he has driven in 80 runs. He's batting 327. Throw to first base, but Kameni was on the bag when the throw went over. That's not the story. The story is what he has done against the Mets. Now Fisher set again, and the pitch, it is high, a fastball for ball one. And 47 times against the Mets, Willie Stargell has had 20 hits. Ten of them have been home runs. He has driven in 23 runs. He has batted 426. And he sat out last night's game. That's not the first time. Throw to first base, Kameni gets back with a good slide. Twice he has sat out ball games with the Mets due to the fact they were using left-hand pitching. One ball, no strikes. Kameni with the short lead at first. The pitch to the plate is in. The fastball through. Ralph, as you were pointing out last night, if Harry Walker continues to not play Stargell against left-hand pitching, I imagine Pittsburgh will see a lot of left-hand pitching the rest of the season. They're going to want to see him on that bench. And if that'll do it, they'll see a lot of left-hand pitching. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Hit hard in the hole down through. Cut off by Ron Hunt. As he knocks the ball down back in the grass, and Kameni goes in to second base with a base hit. So Willie Stargell with another base hit. That's his 21st against the Mets and 48 times up. And the Pirates have runners at first and second with Jose Pagan coming up. Another batter that they put on the bench when... A left-hander goes most of the time, in fact, almost all the time, is Matty Alou, who leads the Major League hitting with 344. Manny Mota takes his place. Of course, he is hitting well at 360. Now action in the bullpen for the Mets. Bill Hepler, a left-hander, starting to warm up. Jack Fisher starts to set up and then backs off the pitching rubber. He sets again. And his first pitch is bunted out toward third base foul at strike one. Pirates lead by a score of three to one. They have three runs and six hits. The Mets have one run and one hit. 
That's one hit, a home run by Cleon Jones. Now the pitch, grounded back to the middle, a base hit. It hits the bag, rolls out slowly into center field. Kameni trots in from second base. Cargill goes to third base, and Pagan stays at first. So the Pirates pick up another run. They're fourth in the ball game. They lead four to one. Still no one out here in the top of the third. Run batted in for Pagan, his 54th this year. That brings up Don Clendenin. Another big asset the Pirates have is the fact that they take first to third on those base hits. They have good speed. Clendenin batting for the second time. Granted out the shortest first time up. And he hits one high in the air, deep to left field. It is way back there, going, 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 and it is gone. with a tremendously high home run over the left center field fence 371 feet away his 19th this year driving in two runs ahead and the Pirates now lead by a score of 7-1 to and West Westrum coming out to the mound Pirates with three tremendous home runs in this ball game to account for all of the runs but one. Bill Hepler warming up in the bullpen. The sign has gone out and he is being called into the ball game. So Jack Fisher gets credit for two innings of work, gets charged with seven runs, eight hits. He struck out one and walked none. And while we wait for Bill Hepler to come into the ball game, let's check the scoreboard with Bob Murphy. Baseball history recorded by Willie Mays at Candlestick this afternoon. In the fourth inning, with Ray Washburn pitching for the Cardinals, Willie Mays hit a home run his 30th of the year, Willie hitting number 535. But now Willie is all alone as the second greatest home run hitter in the history of the game and has the distinction of having hit more home runs than any right-hand batter in baseball's history. At the time Willie connected, St. Louis was in front, 3-0. They had scored three runs in the first two innings off Juan Marichal. Lindy McDaniel relieved in the third inning. Now we're set to resume the action, and let's get together again with Ralph Kainer. Thank you, Bob. And right now, Jerry Grody and Bill Hepler are together to check out the sign. First batter that Hepler will pitch to will be Bill Mazeroski. Bill had a home run his first time up in the ballgame, his ninth this year, and he's batting 258. Right-hand batter. Hepler, a left-hand pitcher with a record of 1-2. and two. This is his 25th appearance. His last time out, a very good effort against the Cardinals. His first pitch is hit sharply down to second base. A one-hopper taken by Ron Hunt as he goes to his left. He's going to first base, picks up the out. So the out, a long time coming. First four batters in the inning, getting up, getting base hits and scoring. And that'll bring up Jim Pagliaroni. Jim was safe in an error his first time up, so he is 0 for 1. That's an average of 251. And the first pitch by Bill Hepler is inside for a ball. Bill pitched three innings against the Cardinals and held them 
to no runs and no hits his last time out. Young left-hander pitching in his second year professional ball. The 1-0 pitch is up too high for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Pirates lead 7-1. Seven, seven runs on eight hits. Mets have one run and one hit with one out here in the top of the third. Now at 2-0, the pitch back is just low for ball three. Three balls, no strikes. On deck batters, Bob Beal. So far in this ball game, every one of the Pirate batters have reached first base. Next pitch is over for a call strike. A good sinking fastball. The only one to reach without a base hit, Jim Pallironi, who reached on an error. Now the 3-1 delivery in the hole, deep in the hole, picked up backhanded by Eddie Basile. Throw to first base is in time. Tremendous play by Eddie Basu as he went deep in the hole, fielded that ball back in the grass, and got the throw off with enough on it and in line to pick up the man in time. So Polly Roney is out for the second out. Bill Heffler picking up two in a row after the four runs were in. And that'll bring up Bob Veal. Veal, a right-hand batter. And he swings and misses at strike one. Veal tried to sacrifice his first time out. was thrown out at first base on a very peculiar play. Batting 161 with 10 hits and 62 times up. The pitch back is fouled into the glove of Jerry Grody at strike two. Ball is popped up in the air, and Jack Fisher elected to let it drop and try for a backward double play through the first base in time, but and Eddie Greenpool had trouble getting the ball off, and the runner at first base got down to second safely. And Bill Hepler back again, and the pitch is swung on and missed, so Bill gets the side out, pitching the three batters and getting the ball. In the inning, though, the Pirates scored four runs on four hits. There were no errors. No one left on base. And the score at the end of two and a half innings, Pittsburgh seven, New York Mets one. Now here's a word from Rheingold. I don't know the reason. I can't tell you why. More people like Rheingold. The beer at half of the third. The Pirates in front 7-1 with the Mets coming up. Eddie Cranepool will lead off for the Mets here in the third. He is batting for the first time, hitting at 260. In his last 31 games, he has batted at 330. 
37 hits in his last 112 times up. Has a career high in home runs this year with 13 and has driven in 47. Batting against the left-hander Bob Beal. And the first pitch is too low and it's a ball. Beal has given up one run and one hit. A home run by Cleon Jones. Cleon sixth this year. And now the left-hander back again. Grounded out to first base. Glendennon gets a nice hop as the ball comes up. He goes to the bag. And Eddie Crane pulls out. That will bring up Bill Hepler with one man away. Pitcher, number 28, Bill Hepler. Bill has had three hits and 11 times up. First time up in his major league career, he had a base hit against the Atlanta Braves. Hepler bats from the left-hand side. Pirates lead 7-1, and Beal throws a hard fastball. It's called a strike. Beal's a mighty impressive-looking fellow in the mound. Has a lot of motion and a lot of speed. Next pitch is swung on and fouled down in the dirt. Strike two. Wears glasses. Which always seems to make a pitcher look a little tougher. Never too sure whether he can see that ball through them. Now two strikes, the pitch back. Outside, it's the ball. One ball, two strikes. One of the peculiarities of Bob Beal is that when he's behind, the majority of time he'll throw you breaking pitches, in spite of the fact that he has a great fastball. Now at one-two, the pitch. It is looked at, but called the ball. That puts the count at two and two. Beal once again going to the handkerchief, checking out his glasses. That's the side I'm sure all the hitters like to see. Now the 2-2 pitch. It swung on, foul tipped, and held on to by Pauly Aroni, and Bill Hepler struck out. Fourth strikeout for Bob Beal, his second out here in the third, and with the Pirates in front 7-1, to the Mets go back up to the top of their batting order. Ron, number Ron was the first strikeout victim. He was caught looking his first time up. Average of 288. Came into this ball game with a 407 average over his last 27 times at bat. Had 11 base hits. Pirates seven runs, eight hits. The Mets have one run and one hit. Two men away in the bottom half of the third. And the pitch. Hard ground ball that's Cut off by Jose Pagan. What a play, but he throws it away. So Ron Hunt gets first base anyway. He was robbed of a base hit. And now, in spite of the fact that he threw it away, he's been given a base hit. Ball was off in the hole, and Pagan went over to his left, and how he got to it, I'm sure no one here knows. Not in this ballpark. He came up throwing, had more time than he took. And threw the ball away on the inside of the bag toward the home plate side. So Ron gets it at first base. Second hit off Bob Beal. And it brings up Eddie Basu. First pitch to Eddie is looked at for a called strike. Basu flat out to left field his first time up. 
high fly ball. His average at 225. Now Veal, without any hesitation, comes back and spins for Sue back and away with a high fastball. One ball, one strike. John Clendenin's not holding Ron Hunt on at first base. Pirates lead by six runs. They have seven runs on eight hits. The Mets have one run now and two. Two men out, bottom half of the third. Next pitch is fouled over the top of the screen. So Veal gets out in front, one ball and two strikes. Tomorrow's ball game, Rob Gardner, pitching for the Mets, will be carrying a record of three and seven up to the pirate ship. Now at one two, uh, pitch too low, and it's now two balls and two strikes. Both the Pirates and the Mets leave town after the game tomorrow. Mets will be going to Philadelphia for a series there, then on to Chicago, then down to Atlanta, and back home against the Dodgers. Dodgers on the 29th. Now the 2-2 pitch, a curveball breaking too low, and that fills it out. Three balls and two strikes. With two men away here in the bottom half of the third, Ron Hunt at first base being given instructions to move on the pitch. Pittsburgh Pirates move on to Chicago to take on the Cubs. They'll play the Cubs a three-game series there. Now 3-2, the runner going, the pitch is fouled on the ground. Ball rolling over to the Pirate dugout, and Ron Hunt, who was on his way to second, comes back to first. Giants have moved a little closer to the Pittsburgh Pirates. They trail by one game now by winning today 4-3. to three. Now again a 3-2 and again a foul ball. The ball bounced down the dirt and bouncing up and hitting Eddie Basu in the batter's box. In that ball game, the winning pitcher was Frank Lindsay. He is now 5-9. Losing pitcher Nelson Bryles. His record 4-12. Brock had a home run for the St. Louis Cardinals. Mays had one for the Giants. And he has now become... Greatest right-hand home run hitter in the history of the game. 535 in his career. One other game in progress in the National League. Chicago 2, Philadelphia nothing. Holtzman and Bunning. Hundley a home run for the Cubs. Now again at 3-2, the runner going. The pitch is hit out to left center field. Going back is Willie Stargell and over. Willie has it in line and makes the catch to retire the side. In the inning, no runs. One hit. No errors. One man left on base, and the score through three. Pittsburgh fired seven. The New York Mets won. The horses are on the track. Hear all the excitement, all the thrills, all the pulsating action of thoroughbred racing live from Saratoga on WGY. Monday through Saturday, hear the voice of Freddie Capasella as he calls the feature race from the home of thoroughbreds. And around the clubhouse turning into the stretch, you'll hear them roar with excitement.
Put yourself in the picture on WGY. We're going to the top of the fourth inning, and right now let's pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. HL on your dial, WGY Schenectady, the smoothest sound around. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast. Ralph Kiner, along with Bob Murphy and Lindsey Nelson from Shea Stadium. The Pirates lead 7-1. They're coming up again. And the first pitch to the Major League's leading batter, Matty Alou, is a curveball over by Bill Hepler for a call strike. Alou batting 344. He has been at bat 378 times. Now the one-strike pitch high, and it's one ball and one strike. To qualify for the batting championship, you have to appear at bat during the season 502 times. Pirates have 45 games left, but remember that Alou does not come up in all the games. He does not play against left-hand pitching, so it's going to be nip and tuck. Ground ball hit down to short, taken by Eddie Basu. His throw over to the base at first base, taken by Cranepool for the out. So Matty Alou, who had singled his last time up, two shortstops, beating the ball out, now out for the second time in the ball game. He's one for three in the game, and it brings up Gene Alley, who has one hit and two times up. Getting back to Matty Alou, if, and under normal circumstances, he will bat that many times and might beat out all the other hitters for the National League Championship. But the Pirates see a lot of left-hand pitching, and if he is benched, there is a possibility. It's remote. He might not get up enough time. Next pitch is to Gene Alley, and it's outside for a ball. Of course, every time he is on base with a walker hit by pitch ball at all counts. Ground ball foul. The ball down in the dirt. One ball, one strike. Pirates with 46 games, make it 45 games left. He needs about 80 times at bat. That's approximate to qualify. Now it's 1-1. The pitch back to Gene Alley, lined to center field. Going back quickly, Cleon Jones. He gets over to it and makes the play. Well hit ball by Gene Alley. But Cleon Jones moving over and running despite the fact that he has a bad foot. Coming up with the play. Now with two away here in the top of the fourth, the batter coming up is Roberto Kameni. Matty Alou's teammate. Kameni has had... One hit and two times up in this game. He is batting 329. And he is one of the strong challengers. On fast performance, he is the best challenger. He has won the National League batting title three times, also in his last two years. Two men away. The Pirates lead 7-1. And the pitch to Kameni by Bill Hepler swung on a miss strike one. On our pregame show, Roberto Comedy said that he got sick and tired of leading the league all the time, and all the other fellows who hit home runs and drive in 100 runs got all the publicity. And he said this year he was going out for the RBIs and home runs. Next pitch is swung on. A vicious swing. It's fouled off. Strike two. Well, whether or not that's exactly the way it goes, Comedy has 82 runs batted in and 20 runs going over the fence for home runs. Well, he is doing the job all the way around. Got a chance to top his all-time high of home runs in one year, 24. 
two-strike count, and Hepper back with a fastball. It's too high, ball one. One ball, two strikes. Bill has pitched the five batters, got them all. Came in in relief of Jack Fisher, who has been charged with all seven of the fired runs. Also, all eight of their hits. Now the pitch. Curveball hit hard down a third. Boyer, a good play on it, up and over to first base in time. And Boyer, this time, going to his knees to smother the ball as it moved to his left. He reached out and got it, got up quickly, fired to first base to pick up Roberto Comeni for the out to retire the side. So Bill Hepler now six in a row, and the score at the end of three and a half. Pittsburgh seven, the New York Mets one. Just jazz. However you enjoy your kicks and jazz, we feel certain that you'll get your fill on the weekly program Just Jazz, heard over WGY. The program is heard usually on Tuesdays from 8 to 11 in the evening. But during the Mets baseball season, the show is heard on other nights of the week. In any case, Just Jazz is heard one night each week. Suggestion. Send your name and address to Just Jazz Schedule, care of WGY in Schenectady, New York. And by return mail, you'll have the listings of each of the Just Jazz programs throughout the summer. This is Randy English. Be advised, it's cool, it swings, it's for you, and it's Just Jazz. Here at 810 on your radio dial. Over WGY in Schenectady. Bottom half of the fourth, and the Mets coming up with Cleon Jones as their leadoff batter. Cleon has accounted for the only run the Mets have, a home run over the center field fence. It was his sixth this year. Mets have had two hits off Bob Beal. The other base hit going to Ron Hunt in the third. Jones leads off here in the fourth. He'll be followed by Ken Boyer and then Jim Hickman. And the first pitch is topped out towards third. Beal over to try and get it. He can't make it. Jose Fagan cannot find the handle either, and Jones gets a base hit. Swinging bunt down the third base side. Abiel coming over. Almost got to it, but the ball took a very crazy hop toward the foul line. Got by him and then Jose Pagan. Tried to pick it up with his bare hand, but he had no chance to be had to make the throw in time. He couldn't find the handle, and Jones gets the base hit. So that's now a three. And Ken Boyer coming up. Boyer flied out to center field his first time up, and he fouls the fastball back against the screen. Leon Jones with that hit would travel about 40 feet. Now has 100 hits for the season. That puts him up with Ron Hunt, who has a total of 113. Now the pitch back to the plate. It's high for a ball. One ball, one strike. Bob Veal missed him with a hard curve. Leon Jones not being held on at first base. John Clendenin playing behind the runners. The Pirates lead 7-1. Beal sets up in the stretch position, looks at first, comes back to the plate, and picks it swung on on top down to Whitey Herzog, who bobbles the ball. One ball, two strikes. Warrior batting 262. 12 home runs, 45 runs batted in.
Now at one two the pitch back, a check and a swing, and it is too low for ball two. A curveball missing below the knee. Ball getting away from Pally Roney, rolling out in front of the plate. That puts it at two and two. Bob Veal checking out his sign from Jim Pallironi. And now at 2-2, the pitch is taken inside and low for ball three. Three balls and two strikes. Veal thought he had a strike on that one. Veal in 26 games prior to this game striking out 161 batters and walking 79. Next pitch is hit hard through the hall, a base hit. Going down to second base, Cleon Jones is holding there. And two in a row now for the Mets. That'll bring up Jim Hickman. Runners at first and second. The Mets need six to tie to make it a brand new ball game. Hickman back in action after being out with a broken wrist, which he suffered back on May the 13th. Jim struck out his first time up. That's an average of 250. He's been in 70, been up 72 times this year. And he takes the first pitch of call strike. Been in 26 ball games. No one out in the bottom half of the fourth. The Mets with runners at first and second. Now Veal. Back again. And the pitch is hit in the hole. Granted on by the third baseman of base hit. Leon Jones coming around. Here comes the throw. It's too high. He'll score. The ball goes off of the wall back of the stands. And the runners move up. Jim Hickman with a single to left field, and Willie Sargio picking the ball up, trying to get Cleon Jones as he tried to score. Threw the ball over the head of Jim Pagliaroni and over the head of Bob Veal, who was backing up the play. Ball hitting off the screen in front of the box seats and rolling away. And on the play, Ken Boyer moving over to third base, and Jim Hickman down to second. A base hit, a run batted in, and an air in the play to Willie Sargio. That brings up Ron Swoboda and action in the bullpen for the Pirates. The first pitch to Ron is low for a ball. Alvin O'Neill McBean warming up in the bullpen for the Pirates. Pirates lead 7-2, but the Mets have runners at second and third with no one out here in the bottom half of the fourth. Bob Veal now back again, and the pitch is too low for a ball. That's ball two. Ron fouled out his first time up. Batting at 216, batting with runners at second and third. Veal now back again, and the pitch is high at ball three. Three balls and no strikes, and here comes Harry Walker. Harry 
Walker, the manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, walking out to the mound. Pirates have had only 27 complete games in 117 games this year. Bob Veal, who leads the club in wins with 12, has completed eight games, making nine games to lead the club in that department. Now Walker walking away. If he goes by the line, the pitcher has to stay in the pitch to one more batter. He goes by the foul line, so no matter what happens, Bob Veal will have to work the runs for Boda. That's the new rule put in this year. Here's a 3-0 pitch to Ron. And it's taken, and it's called ball four. So the Mets have the bases loaded. On the walk to Ron Sloboda. And Jerry Grody coming up. First walk issued by Bob Bill. And the bases are loaded. Jerry Grody, a right-hand batter, hitting 237. Infield playing back, and the pitch. It is called a strike. In the bullpen now for the Mets, Ralph Terry, in anticipation of going down to the pitcher, Bill Hepler. the seventh batter in the batting order. On deck is Eddie Greenville. No one away in the bottom half of the fourth. Beal now with a one-strike pitch. This one is low. One ball, one strike. Brody stepping out of the batter's box. Checking out his back grip. Now digging a hole with his back foot and getting back in. Ken Boyer at third, Jim Hickman at second base, Ron Swoboda at first. And at 1-1, the delivery is fouled over the top of the screen, strike two. So Beal in front now with the count, one ball and two strikes. Infield hit by Leon Jones. A single by Ken Boyer. A single by Jim Hickman, the drive and a run. A walk to Ron Svoboda. And the Mets have tallied one, have the bases loaded. Now the pitch. It is fouled out of the dirt. Breaking pitch foul right down by home plate and bouncing away. That keeps the count at one ball and two strikes. Going out by Jim Pallironi, Veal into the windup and back again to Grody. The pitch is inside. Two balls, two strikes. Al McBean pumping away in the bullpen for the Pirates. Veal trying to hang on to a seven-to-two lead. No one out. We're in the bottom half of the fourth. Now Grody steps out of the batter's box as Veal takes too much time. 
He gets back in, and Beal immediately goes into the windup. Here's the pitch. Hit it in the air. The shadow left field. Coming in is Willie Stargell. He has plenty of room. Runner has tagged up a third. Ken Boyer there, but he just bluffs down the line. No chance at all to score. So on the 2-2 pitch, Bob Beal gets his first out. Eddie Cranepool scheduled up, but he's a left-hand batter, and he is being called back, and Bob Hot Taylor is coming up to pinch it for Eddie Cranepool. Taylor, a right-hand batter to come up here. He has had two home runs this year, driven in six in 36 ballgames, batting 185. Now he steps in the batter's box. Bases are still loaded, one away here in the bottom half of the fourth. And Bob Veal into the windup. His first pitch to Taylor is swung on and missed. Like one. Taylor going for a high fastball that was out on the way. On deck batter for the Mets, Bill Hepler. Action still going in the bullpen. Now the one-strike delivery. It is inside for a ball. Counted one ball and one strike. And the pitch back to Taylor. It is swung on and foul back against the screen. So Beal now out in front as he pumps away at one and two. Bill going to the handkerchief to wipe the perspiration off. Situation here is mighty warm. Now the left-hander back again. The pitch is at the deep left center field. It's going, 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 and it is gone. Back in the ball game. Four runs coming in on the home run, one before, and the Mets have picked up five runs here in the bottom half of the fourth. The score now seven to six in favor of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the batter is Bill Hepler. With the Mets back in the ball game, Bill Hepler, who has done a fine job, is staying in. That is the second Grand Slam home run the Mets have had against Bob Beal. Next pitch is taken over the outside corner, strike two. First one was by Eddie Basu back on July the 3rd. Now the two-strike pitch. It is a curveball over. Looked at strike three. And Beal starts to walk toward the dugout and then remembers that's only the second out. That'll bring up Ron Hunt, the eighth man to bat here in the fourth inning. 
Ron Hunt batting for the third time in the ballgame. The Mets with five runs in. Back in the ballgame, they trail by one. Two men away here in the bottom half of the fourth. Rom was one for two stepping in. Now Ron taking some more time, going back to the bat rack. Probably going to check out another bat, as this one looks like it might be broken. Going to the mound, Jim Pagliaroni to talk it over with Bob Beal. Leon Jones started the inning with a little top ball down toward third base. He beat it out. Ken Boyer on a 3-2 count, single through the hole in the left field to put Jones down at second. Jim Hickman then came through with a hard ground ball between third and short to drive in Cleon Jones. And when Willie Sargell threw the ball away, Ken Boyer moved to third base and Hickman moved down to second. Ron Svoboda then walked in four pitches to load the bases. After Jerry Grody had flied out the shallow left field, the runners holding, Hawk Taylor came up as a pinch hitter for Eddie Creamfall and hit a grand slam home run to drive in four. So the Mets now trailing by one and Ron Hunt back to the bat rack. And a line drive to right field. Coming in to make a diving catch is Roberto Clemente. Roberto Clemente with a diving sliding catch to take that ball off the top of the grass and retire the side. So the action fast and furious in the inning. Mets scoring five runs. On a total of four hits. There was one error, and no one was left on base. And the score at the end of four, the Pirates seven, the Mets six. And now, once again, here's Bob Murphy. Mets right back in the ballgame on the grand slam by Hawk Taylor. And Hawk will stay in the ballgame and take over at first base. Tomorrow afternoon, it winds up the very brief homestand for New York. The last game of the year between the Mets and the Pirates. The 18th and final game. And tomorrow is Senior Citizens Day here at Shea Stadium. Fans 60 years old or over will be admitted for the service charge of just 50 cents. That's will be battling the Pirates. Last game at Shea Stadium this year between New York and Pittsburgh. The pitchers in tomorrow's game, left-handers, Woody Fryman for the Pirates and for the New York Mets, Rob Gardner. Now playing first base for the Mets, batting in the eighth position, number 19, Hawk. Hawk Taylor now playing first. Big hand for his grand slam. Let's Willie. The Mets were six runs behind. They now trail by one. Pittsburgh seven, New York six. Top of the fifth inning. Willie Stargell leading off against Bill Hepler. Stargell hit a two-run homer in the first inning, and he got a base hit, a single in the third inning. He has two for two. Here's the pitch on the way. It's down in the dirt. One ball and no strikes. Stargell hitting 426 against the Mets. Counting that last base hit, let's update Stargell. He now has 21 hits and 48 times at bat. His batting average against the Mets this year is 438. Ten home runs, 23 RBIs. He ducks under, and the pitch is over his helmet. Two balls and no strikes. Willie's first two times up in the game, he batted against starting pitcher Jack Fisher. 
Billy Hepler starting his third inning in relief. And he misses high with a fastball. He goes behind Stargell 3-0. Too high, ball four, and Hepler walks Stargell on four pitches, leading off the fifth inning. Billy had retired six hitters in a row since being brought in by Wes Western. Now Jose Pagan, the third baseman, will be hitting. Jose hitting 281, has grounded out third to first and singled a run across the plate. The RBI was his 54th of the year. When Willie Stargell hit a two-run homer in the first inning, he hiked his RBI total now. To 80 runs batted in. Now the pitch to begin. Fastball, he lays off. It's high. One ball, no strike. Now one ball, no strikes on Jose Pagan. Stargell leading off first, nobody out. Way up high, and suddenly the plate has started to move around on Billy Hepler. Ralph Terry has been on call in the Mets' bullpen. Wes Ann Terry warming up in the event he wanted to send up a pinch hitter in the last inning. Hawk Taylor eliminated that need with a grand slam home run in a pinch hit roll. Now a change in the Mets bullpen and Bob Friend is starting to get ready. Here's the 2-0 delivery and it's high ball three. That's seven straight out of the strike zone. He walked Sargell on four in a row and now has gone behind the gun three and nothing. Billy's control had been just about perfect until this point. It's over for a strike, three and one. Three one delivery. On the outside corner, strike two, and Harry Walker had begun taking. Don Clendonan is on deck, and then Bill Mazeroski. Now Willie Stargell on first. Nobody out. The count has gone three and two on Pagan. Pittsburgh has seven runs, eight hits. New York, six runs, six hits. We've had five home runs in the game already. Four home runs in the game, beg your pardon. A high pop fly on the left side of the diamond. Calling for it is Ed Pursue on the skin part of the diamond, and he has it for the out. One out and one on. We were right. Five. Pittsburgh is at three. The Mets are at two. Don Clendenin now is the hitter. He hit a home run with two men on. His last time up in the third inning. Now Hepler delivers, and the curve is over. Strike one, go. 
Don Clendenin with his three-run homer raised his RBI total to 71. A lot of power in that Pittsburgh lineup. Clemente has 82, Stargell 80, and Clendenin 71. That's a lot of runs batted in. Now the breaking ball over, strike two. Kepler delivers. He lets up on it. It almost got away from him. Brody reaching high to make the catch. One ball and two strikes. Pitching one and two. A high fly to right field. Jim Hickman drifting toward the line. is under it and makes the catch. Clendenin retired on the fly to right. Now with two men away, Bill Mazeroski comes up. Right here we pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. Eight ten on your dial. WGY Schenectady, the smoothest sound around. The voice of the Mets in the great northeast. Mazarowski hits a wicked smash, a great stop by Boyer. He gets up the throw, he got him. Beautiful play by Ken Boyer. That's the second sparkler he's turned in. That was a wicked low-line drive. Boyer, whirling, made the backhand stab going to the line, scrambled to his feet, and threw out Mazarowski. No runs, no hits, no errors, one left on. So we've come halfway at the end of four and a half. Pirates 7 and the New York Mets 6. And now here's a word from Rheingold. I'm back. I don't know the reason. I can't tell you why. More people like Rheingold. They're extra dry. But we must be doing something. Yes, we must be doing something right. Yes, we must be doing something. Woo! We must be doing something right. Pour me another mug of that rhinoceros. Rhinoceros. Woo! Yes, we must be doing something. The New York Mets will have two, three, and four in the batting order, hitting against Bob Veal in the last half of the fifth inning. Mets fighting back into this one. They were far behind, trailing seven to one, but scored five runs in the fourth inning with... Hawk Taylor hitting a grand slam home run as the pinch hitter. Grounded foul down the third baseline by Ed Bursue. Leon Jones on deck and then Ken Boyer.
Now the six-foot-six-inch six left-hander winds and pitches. A swing and a miss and a slider. Count strike two on Eddie Bursu. On July 3rd here in Shea Stadium, Ed Bursu hit a grand slam home run off by Beal. At the time he hit it, the Pirates were far out in front. Up high, one ball and two strikes. Pittsburgh then held on to win by one run, eight to seven. Now in this game, Hawk Taylor has hit a grand slam to pull the Mets within one. One ball, two strikes on Brazil. Eddie has 10 home runs, 39 runs batted in. Pitching, one and two. Fastball, a little bit high, and the count evens at two and two. Now Veal's 2-2 pitch. A little squibbler hit off the end of the bat down the first baseline, twisting foul. Picked up near the fungo circle by Jim Powell Uroni, and Eddie Bursu, who was running it out, has to return. And now the count is two balls and two strikes. Absolutely beautiful night for the ball game. Good crowd on hand. Very brief homestand, just three games. The Mets go on the road. They start their road trip. They'll play 11 games in 10 days, and they'll play four this weekend in Philadelphia. Friday night, Saturday, two games Sunday. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Foul ball back to the screen, no play. So we'll be on the play-by-play night and day, home and away, as the Mets hit the trail. The last time they were in Philadelphia, they had a great stop. They won four out of five games. First time they went to Philadelphia, they were scheduled to play one game that was rained out. Foul ball and a check swing, two and two. On their road trip, the Mets will play four in Philadelphia, four in Chicago, and wind up by playing three in Atlanta. Pitching, two and two. Ground ball hammered, foul down the third baseline. That was just foul. Five home runs tonight. The Bucks have hit three. The Mets have hit two. Thir- thirteen runs in the game, and home runs have accounted for eleven of the thirteen runs scored. Now Veal into his windup. The two-two pitch. A drive in the air to short left center. Dying in there for a base hit. Get off the end of the bat. Popped into very shallow left center field. It was a line drive, but it did not carry as it was hit right down off the end of the bat. Now New York has the tying run on. Nobody out. And Leon Jones coming up. McVean is working in the Pirate bullpen again. You know, we think a lot of Rheingold drinkers are going to be mighty happy with our new Chug-A-Mug package of six 12-ounce mugs now selling at your local store. No opener needed. Just pull the tab and drink your Rheingold Extra Dry right from the mug. Now Jones is the batter. The pitch by Veal. He is too high, ball one. 
Young boy, you're waiting on deck. Now Veal up in pitching position. Throws to first base, not in time. Next pitch by Veal. Breaking ball in the outside corner. One ball, one strike. Clinton holding against Eddie Brousseau at first. Nobody out. He turns around to bunt, then does not offer. It's low outside, two balls and a strike. The Mets had five runs and four hits off field in the fourth inning as they pull back into the game. Mets now are trying to build a tying run here in the last of the fifth inning. Pitching two and one. Gets the inside corner. For a call strike, Leon didn't like the call by Shag Crawford. So now it is two balls and two strikes. Yogi Berra coaching at first. Whitey Herzog coaching at third. All the 11-game road trip will be broadcasting each of the 11 games back to New York, and we will be televising six of the 11. Friday night game in Philadelphia and both games on Sunday will be televised back to New York. Now the pitch by Veal. A swing and a foul tip. Just got a piece of it to stay alive and that ball next to catcher Jim Valioroni. It is two and two on Leon Jones. Bob Veal laboring on the mound, and so he has certainly slowed down the pace. Now the pitch. Inside, ball three. Full count, three and two on Leon Jones. It's three and two on Cleon. Now let's see how West plays it. Brasseau takes his lead. And a throw to first is not in time. The Eel is a strikeout artist. He has five strikeouts in tonight's game. So will the Mets have Brasseau holding up or will they have him running? Now the stretch. He's holding up. And it's a fly ball, hits a deep center. Back goes Matty Alou, and he's under it on the edge of the track, and he makes the catch. One out and one on. Ken Boyer will be coming up. Ken has a base hit, one for two. He has made a couple of eye-popping plays in the field tonight. And he has had, Ken has had an unusual night in the field. He's had a couple of balls he normal, normally would handle without any trouble, but he has not handled, and he has made two great plays. 
Jim Hickman kneeling in the on-deck circle. Al McBean working in the Pirates' bullpen. And a throw to first by Veal is not in time. New York has had home runs by Cleon Jones and a grand slam by Hawk Taylor. Inside and low, one ball and no strikes. That accounts for five of the six runs. The other run was driven in by Jim Hickman. Breaking ball low, it's 2-0 and on Ken Boyer. Ken hitting 262, has 12 home runs and 45 runs batted in. delivery. Low inside is ball three. A walk to Boyer would put the tying run at Bursu over in scoring position at second. Now Ken looking to Whitey Herzog to see if he has the green light on this 3-0 delivery. Here's the pitch on the way. He takes all away and it's over for a strength three and one. Again, Ken takes a look. One delivery. The runner goes. The ground ball bounced toward the middle. Masarovsky steps on second. Throws the first double play. Had the hit and run play not been on, the ball would have gone through for a base hit. And that's the way it goes in baseball. The Mets were playing hit and run, and as a result, Masarovsky was running to second base to cover. The ground ball was hit right up the middle, and Masarovsky fielded the ball practically on top of the second base back. Easily stepped on second and threw on to first. The ball had been slightly slowed up by Bob Field, who gets an assist on the play. Double play retires the side. No runs, one hit, no errors, none left on. Now five innings complete. Pittsburgh 7, New York 6. The final revised edition of the 1966 New York Mets yearbook is off the presses. On sale at the concession stands here at Shea Stadium or at any of the regular New York Met ticket outlets. You find it more convenient to get your copy of the yearbook by mail. Send 65 cents, 50 cents for the yearbook, and 15 cents for postage and handling to Met's yearbook, Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. The zip code is 11368. Now we go to the sixth inning. Jim Pagliaroni will be up against Bill Hefner. Jim Pagliaroni, number 10. The Chicago Cubs lead the Philadelphia Phils 2-1 at the end of five. Ken Holtzman pitching against Jim Bunning. Rookie catcher Randy Hunley, who is having a very strong second half of the year. Homered in the third, nobody on. They're underway now in Houston. Bob Jarvis pitching for the Braves and Dave Justy for the Houston Astros. Justy going for his 13th win. Ground ball whacked to shortstop. Knee-high hop handled by Brasseau. Throw in time, and Pagliaroni is out on one pitch. Bob Veal has been up twice, bounced out and struck out, nothing for two. 
Later tonight, Cincinnati plays the Dodgers in Los Angeles. This afternoon, the Giants beat the Cardinals 4-3 to with two in the eighth and one in the ninth. The big story was Willie Mays hitting his 30th home run, number 535. He now has hit more home runs than any right-hand hitter in the history of baseball. Fouled off. And only Babe Ruth has hit more than Willie. Willie would have to hit another 180 to catch up with a babe. Yankees nothing, Tigers nothing at the end of three. Bouton against Wilson. Fouled off, strike two. Baltimore had a five-run ninth to beat the Red Sox eight to four in an afternoon game. Chicago just scored four in the eighth inning in the first game of a doubleheader at Comiskey Park. They lead the A's four to one. Outside in a high, one ball, two strikes. Pete Rickard homered in the seventh inning, nobody on. Washington three, Cleveland one after six and a half. And the Angels lead the Twins two to nothing at the end of an inning and a half. Newman against Pasquale, the starter. Siebler is on in relief now. Billy Hepler misses high, and the count is even. Two balls and two strikes on Bob Veal. Veal has had 10 hits and 66 times at bat this year. Now the windup, 2-2 delivery. Wafted foul, back into the crowd, no play. Somebody once said, if Bob Veal hit a ball against the plate. It took a high bounce toward one of the infielders and he beat it out. Would you call it a veal chop instead of a Baltimore chop? Sure glad I didn't say it. Two and two. Pitch by Hepler. A swing and a miss. He struck him out. Lindsay really punched on that one. That hurt him. Top of the batting order now for Matty Alou. Matty has one for three. A leg hit on a roller hit the shortstop back in the second inning. So Matty is hitting 343. Billy Hepler's pitch. He tries to drag a bun and he misses. He really ran up on that one quickly. We're in the sixth inning. The Bucks in front, seven to six. At one time, they were leading seven to one. The Mets got five runs in the fourth inning. The big noise was the grand slam hit by Hawk Taylor. Ground ball bounced toward the hole. It's going to be a base hit. Ed Brousseau comes up with the ball, but he's on the edge of the grass. No point in making a throw. Now he does throw, trying to get him swinging around the back. That is the first base hit given up in relief by Billy Hepler. For Billy, over his last two relief appearances, it's the first that he had given up in six and two-thirds innings. In this ball game, he had gone three and two-thirds before yielding the scratch hit. The hitter is Gene Alley, the shortstop, who has one for three. 
and lined out hard to center field this last time up. Lobbed over to first. Gene Alley is hitting 277. Now throw to first by Bill Hepler. It's not in time. Alley's sitting in a good position. Batting in front of the defending National League batting champion, Roberto Clemente. You won't draw many walks sitting in front of Clemente. The runner goes. A ground ball hit through the hole. It hit the runner. And the side is out. Matty Alou was hit by the ground ball. And so the side is out. Alley gets credit for a base hit. The putout goes to Ron Hunt. So the side is out. Well, it was interesting. Both teams playing hit and run had it backfire. The Mets had it backfire. When Mazeroski was able to field the ball, it would have been a base hit had the hit and run play not been on. Now it works against Pittsburgh when the ball hits the runner, Matty Alou. No runs, two hits, no errors, one left on. After five and a half, Pittsburgh seven, New York six. That's Bugles and Drums, and you'll hear that each evening Monday through Friday at 5.45 on WGY when I bring you Spotlight on Sports, the only full 15-minute radio program in the area devoted exclusively to sports news of the day. This is Bill Carpenter inviting you to hear Sports Spotlight each day and to tune in Mondays and Thursdays at 5 minutes past 7 p.m. for two new programs of auto racing news, Northeast Racing Roundup on Mondays and Speedway Highlights on Thursdays. And these programs are only part of WGY's extensive and intensive coverage of sports. Monday through Friday at 6.15, horse racing fans will like Howard Tupper's track talk. Golf enthusiasts will enjoy Bill Edwardson's golf talk on Thursdays at 6.35 p.m. with questions from golfers and answers from pros. All this plus Mets baseball and national sports coverage from NBC on WGY, your reliable station for sports in 26 counties of New York and New England. Hickman hits the first pitch through the hole in the left field for a single leading off the last of the sixth inning. Hickman wasting no time, jumping right on field first delivery. And now Ron Swoboda comes up. For the Mets, they're eighth out of the ballgame. And the Pirate bullpen quickly is on call again. The Mets had the leadoff man on base in the last inning. Here's Harry Walker coming out of the dugout. He has had Al McBean up three times in the Pittsburgh bullpen. And he's taking that deliberate walk, and before he reaches the mound, he sends the side to the bullpen. This will be all for Bob Veal. So Veal is leaving the game after pitching five innings. If the relief pitching protects the lead, he would be the winner, and it would be his 13th win. Veal, in five, has given up six runs, allowed eight hits. He walked one man and struck out five. And now Al McBean from St. Thomas of the Virgin Islands is coming on in relief. McBean will be appearing for the 37th time this year. He has won three and lost two. Each of the 37 appearances by Al McBean have been in relief. This will be the fifth 
time this year he has worked in relief against New York. Four previous outings against the Mets. Twice he has not been scored on. Twice he has been scored on. The Mets got two runs off McBean, who did not retire then on July 3rd. And they scored two runs off McBean on the 11th of August. So Bob Veal is leaving the ball game. Alvin O'Neill McBean is coming on in relief. The score, 7-6 to six Pittsburgh, and while the pitching change is being made, let's check with Lindsay and get updated on the other scores. All right, Bob, this afternoon, the San Francisco Giants moved within one game of the league-leading Pirates by winning over the St. Louis Cardinals 4-3. to three. Juan Marichal started, but Lindy McDaniel relieved him in the third, and Frank Lindsay got the win coming on in the ninth inning. Nelson Bryles took the loss. Lou Brock had a homer for the Cardinals, and Willie Mays had one for the Giants the 30th this season, the 535th of his career. Tonight at Connie Mike Stadium in Philadelphia at the end of five and a half, it is the Cubs two and the Phillies one. Ken Holtzman against Jim Bunning, Randy Hundley, home in the third with nobody on for the Cubs. Once again, play-by-play play and Bob Murphy. All right, Lindsay, Ron Swoboda is the first hitter against Al McBean. Al McBean lobs the ball over to first. Good crowd tonight here at Shea Stadium. Here's the pitcher on the way. A fastball of the letters, strike one. 32,461 the paid tonight. And a total crowd in the stadium of 36,440. Let's trail by one as McBean checks the runner. Now the pitch, low and outside. A backhand pickup by Pagliaroni. One ball, one strike. Pittsburgh, seven runs, ten hits, one error. New York, six runs, eight hits, and one error. Now McBean off the stretch. The pitch to Ron fouled off against his leg. One ball and two strikes. Well, what looked like a runaway for the Pirates has developed into an exciting ball game. Pittsburgh scored seven runs in the first three innings, and they led seven to one at the end of three. The Mets scored five runs in the fourth inning, with Hawk Taylor hitting a grand slam as the Mets fought back into the game. Ground ball hit down to third. Pagan has it to Mazeroski for one. To Clendenin, save at first. Ron Swoboda just beating Mazeroski's throw. Now one out and one on, and Jerry Grody coming up. The crowd tonight of 32,461 paid. The Mets are just a little bit shy of reaching the million and a half mark in home attendance. Now McBean delivers. Fastball off the outside corner. One ball and no strike. 36 more paid admissions tonight, and the Mets would have reached the million and a half mark. Now the pitcher on the way. Foul ball back into the screen. One ball, one strike. First game of the doubleheader in Chicago is over. Moose Scourin won it for the White Sox with a three-run homer in the eighth inning. Final score, the White Sox four and the Kansas City A's two. Bob Locker picks up the win in relief of Johnny Buzard. 
Paul Lindblad, the loser. Jack Aker came out of the eighth inning. Aker now has 21 saves. Inside the high on Grody, two balls and a strike. The A's were leading one to nothing going to the last of the eighth inning, and the Moose got loose. Scourin hit a three-run homer to win it. Pitching two and one. The runner goes, a swing and a miss. The peg to second, and he's in standing up with a stolen base. With a throw by Pagliaroni is wide on the shortstop side. The fourth stolen base of the year for Ron Sloboda. Now the tying run is in potential scoring position. The count is two and two on Jerry Grody. Al McBean working in relief of starting pitcher Bob Beal. The 2-2 delivery, and it's a drive in the air to center field. Matty Alou is there and makes the catch. Ball hit right on the button by Jerry Grody, but on a land of Matty Alou. Two men down. And now the hand is for Hawk Taylor. In the fourth inning, with New York trailing 7-2, Ron Swoboda drew a walk to load the bases. Jerry Grody popped up to short left field with the runners holding, and then Hawk Taylor was sent up to bat for Ed Grainpool, and he hit a 1-2 pitch over the wall for a grand slam. A call strike on the outside corner. Hawk Taylor has had 16 hits this year, with the 16 hits, he's knocked 10 runs in. Now the pitch by McBean. A swing and a miss, strike two. Ron Svoboda on second base, two men away, bottom half of the sixth inning. and hit by that pitcher it may have hit the bat Hawk hit the dirt getting out of the way of it and he was hit by the pitch now Billy Hepler is scheduled up Pete Mickelson is warming up in the Pittsburgh bullpen and Billy Hepler is now being called back Billy Hepler being called back to the dugout by Wes Wester going to get a pinch hitter with the Mets trailing by a run. Billy Hepler turning in a beautiful relief job against Pittsburgh. Hepler worked four innings in relief of Jack Fisher and shut out the Pirates to give the offense a chance to catch up. Billy in four innings allowed no runs, just two hits. And one of the two was a hit-and-run grounder that struck the runner, Matty Alou. Billy walked only one man and struck out two. Now Chuck Hiller comes out of the dugout, and he will bat for Bill Hepler. 
Chuck has already had the Miller. club record for punch hits in a season. As a punch hitter, Chuck has 13 for 34. He has an overall batting average of an even 300. Chuck also has been the Mets' leading hitter against Pittsburgh this year, batting 462 with 12 for 26. Now Hiller steps in against Al McBean. Swoboda is on second. Taylor on first, two down. And a ground ball bounced slowly towards second. Mazeroski comes in, bobbles the ball, and Swoboda may get caught. He saves. He gets back. Swoboda diving head first. Goff gets back to third. He fell down rounding third. Mazeroski whipped the ball over to Pagan, but he got back. Slow bouncing ball hit by Chuck Hiller. Now the bases are loaded, and Ron Hunt is coming up. That is scored a base hit. And Hiller owns the new Mets club record for pinch hits in a season. That was his 14th. So now the bases are loaded, two men down. Ron Swoboda fell down rounding third, and oh, he just did get back. Bases loaded, two away. Ron Hunt is the batter. New York trailing by one run, seven to six. Al McBean looking in for his sign now from Pagliaroni. Here's the stretch and the pitch. And it's a ground ball hit hard up the middle for a base hit. Slobita is scoring. Taylor around third coming in to throw to the plate, not in time. Eight to seven, New York. Ron Hunt singles up the middle, driving two runs in. The Mets have moved in front. And right here, we'll pause for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. 810 on your dial. WGY Schenectady, the smoothest sound around. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast. Bob Murphy with Lindsey Dalton and Ralph Gordon. Edward Stewart is the batter now, and the pitch is over. Strike one goal. Eight. Well, the yeah. Mets have made quite a comeback in this game tonight. They were trailing Pittsburgh by six runs. They were behind seven to one at the end of three. They now have taken the lead. They are in front eight to seven. Ebrasu waiting, and the curve is popped up. An infield pop fly, and Allie the shortstop comes to the edge of the infield grass and takes it for the out. But the Mets have struck again and taken the lead. Two runs come in. There were three hits. No errors, and two left on. At the end of six, the New York Mets eight, and the Pittsburgh Pirates seven. Uh, the way I understand it, uh, this person came into your home and stole all of your radios. Every radio I had to my name. Mm-hmm. Including transistors? Yes. Well, he left me one earplug. I'll say that for him. Mm-hmm. Well, did he take anything else? Just uh... the radios. 
And a couple of pieces of fruit. I see. Well, what... A uh, banana and two cadota figs. Mm -hmm. I well, don't deny him the fruit. No. Are you and your husband going to replace the radios? Well, we'll have to. Arthur is late for work because he has no radio to keep reminding him of the time and traffic conditions. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to keep me company while I work around the house. I can imagine. We have a ten-room house. We had a radio in every room. Uh, then he stole all ten radios. Eleven. Eleven. He also stole the car. Who listens to radio? Only 150 million people. That's all. Bob Friend is coming to do the pitching for the New York Mets. This is his 13th, his 14th appearance of the season. Overall, Friend has a record of four wins and three losses. Friend came in the ball game last night in relief and walked Jose Pagan intentionally, and the rain came. So actually, he faced only one man, issued an intentional walk to him, and that was Friend's stint for last night as the rain washed out the game at that point. So he's being called upon again here tonight to face his former teammate, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he's in now to try to protect a one run Met lead. With the Pirates coming up here in the top of the seventh, the Mets are out front by a score of eight to seven. For the Pittsburgh Pirates, scheduled up in the inning, Roberto Clemente, Willie Stargell, and Jose Pagan. Clemente has one for three in the ball game tonight. He has a season of batting average of three twenty-eight, and he's walking up to the batter's box right now. A big crowd here tonight. Uh, Thirty-two thousand four hundred sixty-one paid. And they have seen just about all the excitement you'd care to see packed into a ball game to this point. With the Pirates out front early, leading at one point by a score of seven to one. Now the Mets have come back to take an eight-seven lead, but this ball game is far from over. Clemente settles himself into the batter's box as Bob Friend reads the sign of catcher Jerry Grody. Now the pitch, swung on and missed for strike one. Big Willie Stargell is waiting there in the on-deck circle for the Pirates. Until this year, Bob Friend had spent his entire Major League career with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Came up in 1951. Here's a swing and a miss, strike two. On tonight's message board, the quiz, can you name the player who has drawn the most walks in World Series play and the number of classics involved? Our friend looks into Jerry Grody again. And this is an 0-2 delivery. Way outside and low. It's 1-2 and two now to Roberto Clemente. He turns, walks out of the batter's box, back toward the on-deck circle. He wants to find Tarrag, and it's flipped up there to him by Willie Stargell. Now he walks over and talks to Willie Stargell for a few moments. He's down, gets the rosin bag, powders his hand. Now Clemente comes back up toward the plate. Bob 
Bob France starts to work the 1-2 delivery, and it's fired low and away. 2-2 two two now to Roberto Clemente. On the infield, the Mets have Hawk Taylor playing first base. Ron Hunt at second. It pursues the shortstop and Ken Boyer around at third. Here's a 2-2 delivery. Swung on it on the ground to second. Hunt over to his right, scoops it up, plays to Hawk Taylor in time. Clemente has grounded out, second to first. One man out, and now Willie Stargell coming up. Willie Stargell is two for two and a walk tonight. He had a two-run homer in the first inning, his tenth homer against the Mets this season. He is 28th overall in National League play this season. The Pirates started the night with a one-game lead over the second-place San Francisco Giants. Now Bob Friend with the pitch to the left-hand batter, and it's low, hits in front of the plate and bounds away. Against the Mets this year, Willie Stargell has a batting average of 438. He has been up 48 times. He's had 21 hits, 10 of them home runs. He has batted in 23 runs. For many ball players in the major leagues, that's a good season's record. Here's a pitch, and it's swung on and missed. One and one. Stargell took a hefty cut. Starting play tonight in the National League. Giants had a two-game lead over the third-place Los Angeles Dodgers, who are three games back of the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Dodgers play later tonight in Los Angeles against the Cincinnati Reds. Here's a one-one pitch. Inside. Two and one. Jose Pagan waiting there on deck now for the Pirates. Willie Stargell waggling the big, big bat as he waits. Now the 2-1 delivery. Misses outside and Friend goes behind. Three balls and one strike. Final score in the American League. The Cleveland Indians have defeated the Washington Senators 5-3. Steve Hargan gets the win. Pete Rickard takes the loss. This will be a 3-1 pitch. Stargell is ready to tee off. Pitch is on the way, and he hits it deep to right field. It's way back in the corner. Going back is Hickman. He's there, and he makes the catch right in the corner with his back to the wall. So there are two men out for the Pirates here in the top half of the seventh inning, and Jose Pagan is the batter. Pagan has grounded out, single drive and a run, and popped out to shortstop so far. He's a right-hand batter. Answer on the message board. Now, the record for most walks in World Series play is 43 by Mickey Mantle in 65 games covering a dozen classics. Pitch to Pagan is swung on and popped up foul back across the screen and out of play. As Jerry Grody gave it a run, but it was well back in the seat. Strike one now to Pagan. Two men out and nobody on base. The Mets are leading the Pirates here by a score of 8-7. to seven. Jerry Grody calls time and goes out to the mound. He wants to have a word now with pitcher Bob Friend, who's working in relief of Bill Hepler. 
who relieved the starter, Jack Fisher. Hepler leaves the ballgame as the pitcher of record. Now Pagan back into the batter's box, measures his stance. Ben reads the sign, starts to work. This is a strike one delivery. Blowing away for a ball, it's one and one. Don Clendenin moves out to the on-deck circle now for the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Buccaneers, who are on top in the National League race. Now one-one offering. Swung on it on the ground, a deep short. Pursue gets a big hop, sets and throws, and Hawk Taylor can't handle it. It goes on by him, and Pagan is on it first. The throw was low, and Taylor tried to stretch out and give it a big stretch and sort of backhanded on a short hop. And an error is being charged against Hawk Taylor for failing to handle the throw. Hawk Taylor at first base, charged with the error. It gives the Pirates a base runner with two men out, and Don Clendenin is up. He had a three-run homer in the top half of the third inning. That was the big inning for the Pirates when they got four runs. Hawk Taylor comes over to hold against the runner. Jose Pagan. After Taylor batted for Ed Craneville and hit the grand slam home, he stayed in the ballgame at first base. Here's a pitch swung on and top foul on the ground coming back out of play, and it's strike one. The commissioner of baseball, General Eckerd, is in the crowd tonight. Former Mayor Robert Wagner and Mrs. Wagner are here. Lee McPhail, the first assistant, the administrative assistant in the commissioner's office is here. Fred Flagg, secretary of the National League is here. Here's a swing and a foul ball back and out of play. A two-strike count to Don Clendenin at the plate. Jose Pagan takes his lead at first base, and this is a two-strike delivery. It's swung on and missed, and Fred strikes out Clendenin to retire the side. Pirates with no runs, no hits. There was one Met error and one Pirates left. And the score at the end of six and a half innings is the Mets eight and the Pirates seven. This is WGY News. This is the sound that means news. Up to the minute, concise and complete. From the facilities of NBC, Associated Press, United Press International, the United States Weather Bureau, a staff of stringers throughout a 26-county area, and a newsroom staff of experienced news people, WGY keeps you informed of the latest happenings. More than 20 times a day in regularly scheduled newscasts from 6 in the morning to midnight, WGY brings you the latest news from around the world, around the area, and across the street. And when something newsworthy happens, you get it in bulletin form when it happens. All this, plus specialized programs on farm news, sports, weather, and business, make WGY's news department your best information center for what's going on in the world today. We're going now to the bottom half of the seventh inning, and Cleon Jones will be up to lead off for the Mets. The Mets fans out here at Shea Stadium up and stretching here. In the middle of the seventh, Leon Jones had a home run over the center field fence in the first inning. He had an infield hit in the fourth, and he flies to center in the fifth, so he's two for three. 
Season's batting average of 282. He's batting number three in manager West Western's Mets batting order here tonight. Scheduled up in the inning, Cleon Jones, Ken Boyer, and Jim Hickman. Facing right-hand pitcher Al McBean, who is the pitcher of record now for the Pittsburgh Pirates. This pitch is low for a ball. Leon Jones is a right-hand batter facing the right-hand pitcher. Bringing a ground ball to short. Charged by Gene Alley. He gets a big hop and guns it across to Clinton on end time. Leon Jones has grounded up. Now Ken Boyer. He's one for three. He's single to drive and a run in the bottom half of the fourth inning. the sign of catcher Jim Pagliaroni. A pitch that is low for a ball to Ken Boyer. McBean deals a breaking ball. Swung out and missed. It's one and one. ball high, it's two and one. Al McBean was at one time a photographer, a professional photographer. He came out to photograph Pittsburgh Pirates as they were making a training appearance in the Virgin Islands and he stayed to be a pitcher. Here's a two-one pitch, foul back and out of play. Count of two and two. One man on, nobody on base for the Mets batting in the bottom half of the seventh inning. Here's a swing and a miss, and McBean strikes out Ken Boyer. First strikeout for McBean, two away for the Mets here in the bottom of the seventh. And Jim Hickman's the batter. Hickman's two for three tonight. Single to drive and a run and later scored in the fourth and single again in the sixth inning. He was the last batter face deal before he was taken out when Hickman led off in the bottom half of the sixth with a base hit. Veal was taken out of the ball game and replaced by McBean. This pitch is high. 1-0. That's in the Pirates play here tomorrow afternoon. Game time 2 p.m. and that will conclude the homestand. It also will mark the last appearance of the Pirates here this season. Here's the 1-0 pitch swung on and fouled off. One and one. Chad Crawford, the umpire behind the plate, fires a new ball out to Al McBean. Shag is a veteran umpire in the National League. He's the captain of this umpiring team. He's a fellow who moves around a lot. One, one delivery. It's low for a ball, two and one. 
Ron Swoboda is swinging about there in the on-deck circle. We're in the bottom half of the seventh inning, and the Mets are leading by a score of 8-7. to seven. Here's the 2-1 pitch. And it's in for a call strike, a fastball, and it's 2-2. Two, two. McBean takes a moment now before getting ready to work again to Jim Hickman. Takes a look for the sign, gets it. 2-2 two, two pitch. Swung on and foul back, it's out of play. So the count holds at two and two. With two men out and nobody on base. Now the pitch. Swung on it on the ground to second. Maserati over, scoops up the ground ball, plays to Clendon, and Hickman is grounded out second to first. The Mets are right in order in the bottom of the seventh. No runs, no hits, no errors, not left. The score at the end of seven full innings is the Mets eighth and the Pirates seventh. Now let's take a look at scores of other games around the Major League. This afternoon, the San Francisco Giants. Scored two in the eighth and one in the ninth to defeat the St. Louis Cardinals four to three. Juan Marichal started for the Giants, but Lindy McDaniel relieved him in the third, and Frank Lindsay came out in the ninth and got the win. Ray Washburn started for the Cardinals, Joe Horner in the eighth, Nelson Bryles in the eighth, and Bryles was the loser. Lou Brock had a Cardinal homer in the first, Willie Mays had a Giant homer in the fourth, his 30th of the season, the 535th of his career. The end of seven innings, Chicago Cubs two, Philadelphia Phillies one. Kenny Holzman against Jim Bunning, Darrell Knowles in the eighth, Randy Hundley home in the third with nobody on. The end of three and a half innings. The Atlanta Braves nothing. Houston Astros nothing. Bob Jarvis against Dave Justice. Cincinnati Reds are at Los Angeles against the Dodgers tonight. The end of five and a half. Detroit two. The New York Yankees nothing. Jim Bouton against Earl Wilson. Norm Cash home in the fourth with one on. The Baltimore Orioles defeated the Boston Red Sox by a score of eight to four. Jim Palmer the winner and Jose Santiago the loser. Don Demeter hit his 14th homer in the ninth with one on. In the first of two, the White Sox beat Kansas City 4-2. to two. Bob Locker got the win in relief, and Paul Lindbergh took the loss. Moose Garren home in the eighth with two on. Right here, we're going to the top half of the eighth inning, and Bill Mazeroski is up to lead off for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is one for three, swings and sends a ground ball foul back of third. Mazeroski had a homer in the second inning. Billy Murphy is now playing center field for the New York Mets. Leon Jones has come out of the ball game. So the outfield alignment is Swoboda and left, Murphy in center, and Hickman in right for the New York Mets. The Mets are leading by a score of 8-7. to seven. Bob Friend with a pitch, swung on and lined into left field. Swoboda comes over, takes it on one hop, and plays it back now as Mazeroski turns and holds with a leadoff single here in the top half of the eighth inning. Now Jim Pagliaroni, the catcher, is coming in. The American League in the second game in Chicago, it's Handrahan warming up for Kansas City and Jack LeMay for the White Sox. Cleveland beat Washington tonight, 5-3. to three. Steve Hargan got the win. Pete Rickard took the loss. Calavita, Rickard, and Wagner had homers. The end of four and a half innings, the California Angels, two, the Minnesota Twins, two, Newman against Pascal Siebler in the second, Jay Johnstone over in the first, but nobody on for the California Angels. 
Our friend is off the stretch, checking the runner, and here is the pitch to Pagliaroni. Swings and fouls it on the ground, back of third. Mazeroski on it first with the potential tying run for the Pirates here in the top half of the eighth inning. Friend takes a moment, pushes his cap back, rubs up the ball, goes to the rotten back. Pagliaroni was out on an error by Boyer in the second inning on a ground ball. Since then, he has twice grounded out short to first. Friend checks the runner, deals a strike one pitch, swung on and hit in the air to left field. Swoboda started back, now comes in and makes the catch. And he makes the throw across toward first, and Hawks Taylor blocks it as Mazeroski hustles back to first. Maz had gone almost to second on the pop fly to left, and Swoboda hung back there for a moment. Then came in, and now the Pirates are switching off and sending up a left-hand batter, Jerry Lynch. They had Rogers on deck as a decoy, and they're bringing up the old pro, the left-hand pinch hitter, Jerry Lynch, who has a season's mark of 250, one home run, and five runs batted in. There's one away. Lynch is batting for McBean. Number 24, Jerry Lynch. And... Lynch now is swinging about just outside the batter's box. Jack Hamilton is up and throwing in the mid bullpen. Here's the pitch. Swung on and popped up in foul territory. Jerry Grody gets rid of the mat. It's playable to him. He makes the catch. Two men out, and Matty Alou is coming up now. He is two for four. And as he comes up, we're going to step out for station identification. This is the New York Mets Baseball Network. HN on your dial, WGY Schenectady, the smoothest sound around. The voice of the Mets in the great Northeast. This is Lindsey Nelson with Ralph Conner and Bob Murphy at Chase Stadium in New York where the Mets are leading the Pirates 8-7, to seven, but the Pirates have a run around with two men out in the top of the eighth and Matty Alou, the league's leading batter, is up. The pitch is just inside to Matty Alou. He is two for four tonight. He's a fellow who likes to manipulate that bat in every sort of way and then use his speed to get on. He's hitting 345 for the season. Now the pitch, flying it on the ground to first. Hawk Taylor takes it at the bag for the out unassisted. A ground smash, taken out a big hop by Hawk Taylor right at the bag. He was holding against the runner and was right there. No runs, one hit. No errors, one left. And the score at the end of seven and a half innings is the Mets eight and the Pirates seven. You know, the coolest scene in New York this summer is Central Park. With Joy 66, with Oscar Brown. The Mitchell Trio, Jim Preston's Jug Band, The Young Rascals, Buffy San Marie, Diane Warwick, Theodore Bickell, John Lee Hooker, The Frank Fontaine Show, Hamilton Camp, Sabacus, The Chiffon, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels, The Blues Project, Jackie Wilson, Thelonious Monk, Lionel Hampton, Arthur Prysock, The Four Tops, Jimmy Smith, Otis Redding, and many, many others. They're all at the Rheingold Central Park Music Festival. The admission is just $1. The place, the Walmart Memorial Skating Race. Tickets are on sale now at Stern Brothers. 
at the record shack, 120th Street, 125th Street and 8th Avenue. At the Music Inn, 169 West 4th Street. At Halperin's Music Shop, 875 Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. So watch your newspaper for this week's schedule. Or call 249-7750 for information. The number again is 249-7750. Mickelson is coming in to do the pitching now for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Mickelson is making his 51st appearance of this season. He has an overall record of seven wins and one loss. His last two appearances were against the New York Mets recently in Pittsburgh, where he worked a total of three and two-thirds innings in two games, allowed no runs and only one hit. Mickelson was obtained from the New York Yankees in exchange for Bob Brent, who now is with the Mets and is the Mets pitcher in the ballgame at this time. Mickelson is taking his warm-up pitches now. McBean pitched two innings. Gave up one run, but it was the go-ahead run. He allowed two hits, struck out one and walked none, and Ron Svoboda is up to lead off for the Mets, batting here in the bottom half of the eighth inning. Svoboda tonight has popped out, walked, hit into a force play, and he scored two runs. Breaking pitch by Mickelson is outside for a ball. The Mets eight and the Pirates seven here. Mets have eight runs on ten hits and the Pirates have seven runs on eleven hits. Mickelson's pitch again is a breaking ball in there this time for a called strike. It's one and one. Mickelson peers in to Jim Pagliaroni for his time. 1-1 delivery is a breaking ball high. So it's two balls and one strike. Bob Veal was the starting pitcher tonight for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He worked five innings under one man in the sixth. But Al McBean is the pitcher of record. Here's the 2-1 delivery. Swung on and missed. It's 2-2 two two now to Ron Swoboda. The Pirates play him straight away. This will be the 2-2 pitch. Breaking ball, swung on and missed, and Ron Swoboda is a strikeout victim. The first for Pete Mickelson. There's one away, and Jerry Grody's coming in. Grody struck out, fly to left, and fly to center. Al Luplo moves out now to the on-deck circle. Al Luplo moving out there on deck, a left-hand batter with Hawk Taylor scheduled up next. Pirates, of course, now have a right-hand pitcher in there. 
Here is a swing and a miss by Grody. Strike one. When Hawk Taylor was brought on as a pinch hitter for Ed Cranepool in the bottom half of the fourth and hit his grand slam homer, it was, of course, off left-hand pitcher Bob Beal. Taylor batted in the sixth. Hawk McBean was hit by a pitch ball. Here's a change. It's line foul. On the left field line, out of play. Change of pace, and it's a two-strike count. Now to Jerry Grody. Sidearm delivery, breaking ball way outside. One and two. We have the warm-ups now at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. Sammy Ellis for the Cincinnati Reds and Sandy Koufax for the Dodgers. Koufax tonight going after his 20th win of the season. He's 19 and 6. Here's a swing and a miss and Mickelson strikes out Jerry Grody. Two away. Now it is Al Luplo batting for Hawk Taylor. Manager Weston strictly playing the percentages here, going to the left-hand batter against the right-hand pitcher, Pete Mickelson. Luplo is hitting 257. He has four home runs and 22 runs batted in. There's a swing and a drive in the center field, and Matty Alou is right there, and he makes the catch of the line drive off the bat of Luplo. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. And the score at the end of eight full innings is the Mets eight and the Pirates seven. The Mets are here tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Pirates and they go on the road for 10 days going to Philadelphia, to Chicago, and to Atlanta coming back here on August 29th against the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Dodgers ran for two games and they're followed in by the Giants. There are plenty of good seats available for upcoming games here at Shea City. And if you'd like to find out about any sort of a ticket plan or if you wish to order tickets, Contact ticket manager Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York, or phone 672-3000. The number again is 672-3000. They'll discuss the ticket plan that's best for you or your group, and they'll explain how you go about ordering. That phone number is 672-3000. Ticket manager Shea Stadium, Flushing, New York. Now for the Mets, Al Luplo stays in the ballgame at right field, and Jim Hickman comes in to play first base. Luplo. Is the right fielder. Hickman is at first base. If you're keeping a scorecard, Luplo bats number eight in your order. And Billy Murphy bats number three in your order. So the Mets defensive alignment as we go here to the ninth inning is Jim Hickman at first, Ron Hunt at second, Ed Bersuit at short, and Ken Boyer at third. In the outfield, Ron Swoboda and left. Billy Murphy in center and Al Luplo in right. Jerry Grody's the catcher. For the Pirates, Gene Alley's coming up here in the top half of the ninth inning. Scheduled up for the Pirates, Gene Alley, Roberto Clemente, and Willie Stargell. Bob Friend on the mound. And the pitch is a little tight for a ball. Alley is two for four in tonight's game. He's a right-hand batter. Hitting 279 for the season. 1-0 delivery. Swung on and fouled off. It's 1-1. One one. 
You hear a ringing in your ears. There's nothing wrong. It's just a delegation with whistles parading through the aisles here at Shea Stadium. Bob Friend reads the sign now of Jerry Grody. Deals a 1-1 pitch to Alley. It's a breaking pitch in there for a call strike. Caught the outside corner. One and two of the count to Gene Alley with Roberto Clemente waiting there on deck. The Mets are leading by a score of eight to seven. Ken Boyer at third is guarding that line. Here is the one-two pitch. Swung on it on the ground to second. Taken by Ron Hunt on a big hop. He plays to Hickman and there's one away. That will bring up Roberto Clemente, who is one for four in this game tonight. For the last two years, he has led the National League in batting. His mark for this season to right now is 327. Right fielder, Roberto Clemente, number 21. Clemente taking a moment before he steps into the batter's box, playing a little game of nerves with Bob Friend out there on the mound. Settling himself carefully into the batter's box. Friend leans forward to read the sign of catcher Jerry Grody. And here is the pitch now. Vaughn hit on the ground is short, and Bursu will have to hurry. He's up and he throws, and it's taken for the out. Jim Hickman digging it out at first base on a short hop. The throw was in the dirt. Hickman gave it a big stretch and dug it out on a short hop for the out. There are two away. And Willie Stargell is coming up. Willie Stargell is two for three in a walk. He had a two-run homer in the top half of the first inning. Big left-hand batter. So he's had ten homers against the Mets this year. Two men out, nobody on base for the Pirates batting here. In the top half of the ninth inning. Bob Friend starts to work, and here's the pitch. It's in there for a call strike to Willie Stargell. Billy Hepler is the Met pitcher of record, and Bob Friend's trying to save it for him. Al McBean is the pitcher of record in the ball game for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now Friend with a strike one delivery, and it's in there for a call strike two to Willie Stargell. As Bob Friend caught the outside corner. Now Friend walks back to pick up the rosin bag. He slams it down on the back side of the mound. Willie Stargell pauses the dirt in the batter's box. Swings the big bat. Loosens up the shoulder muscles. Swings the bat again. Bob Friend starts the motion. The two-strike delivery, and it's swung on and fouled on the right field line. High into the seats and out of play. Friend let up a little on that pitch, and Stargell got around. Pulled it foul, so the count holds it two strikes. The Mets are leading by a score of eight to seven. The Pirates are batting in the top half of the ninth inning. Two men out and nobody on base. Sergeant left there and Jose Pagan on deck. Now Bob Friend with a two-strike delivery, and it is low and away for a ball, one and two. Friend turns his back to the plate now, walks back to the back side of the mound, picks up that rosin bag, fingers it, slams it down again. Turned, walks over, smooths out the dirt in front of the rubber. 
Now kicks at the front edge of the rubber. Pulls at the bill of his cap. Looks in to get the sign now from Jerry Grody. And here is the one-two pitch to Stargell. Swung on it on the ground. Foul back of third. Out of play and the count holds at one and two. Again, friend. Takes a little walk down to the back side of the mound to pick up that Rosen bag. You ball in play. Stargell steps out of the batter's box and they are now waiting until that foul ball can be retrieved way down in the left field corner. The ball boy gets it and he's off the playing field and we're getting ready to go once again. Willie Stargell stepping back into the batter's box with a count of one ball and two strikes. Two men out for the Pirates batting in the ninth inning. The Mets out in front by a score of eight to seven. Bob Friend with a one-two pitch. It's a let-up and it's a little high. Two and two to Stargell. A big let-up pitch by Bob Friend floated up there just high out of the strike zone. So the count's level now to Sargell at 2-2. Pagan leaning on the bat in the on-deck circle as he watched the, the, watches the activity on the field. Friend leans a little forward, getting the side, and here's the 2-2 pitch. And it's a little low. That's ball, and it's a full count of 3-2 and two now to Willie Sargell. Bob Friend trying to work ever so carefully to a very dangerous man at the plate, Willie Sargell. Friend again, leans forward to get the sign. Here is the payoff pitch. Hung on and missed. He struck him out and the ball game is over. Bob Friend striking out Willie Stargell and Friend gets the save and he's getting a big handshake from all the Mets. West Western out there to give him a handshake. It's Bob Friend struck out Willie Stargell. He turned in the direction of the pirate dugout with a big smile on his face because it's a very satisfying performance by Bob Friend who is credited with a save. Bill Hepler gets the win. The New York Mets will they come from behind performance here tonight to defeat the Pittsburgh Pirates by a score of 8-7. to seven. In the top half of the ninth inning, the Pittsburgh Pirates are in order. No runs, no hits, no errors, none left. We'll be back in a moment with a final summary in totals. Right now, the final score of the game is the Mets 8, the Pirates 7. <laughs> That's Mets Baseball for today, brought to you by Rheingold, New York City's largest selling beer. What a remarkable thing that is. In New York, a city of so many different people with different tastes. One beer's become the favorite, Rheingold Extra Dry. They don't know why so many people like their beer, but they must be doing something right. Today's game is also brought to you by WGY, your sports station for the great Northeast. WGY brings you the full schedule of the Mets regular season games, live from major league parks throughout the country. Join us tomorrow, Thursday, 155, when we'll present another exciting New York Mets baseball game over 810 on your radio dial, WGY Schenectady.